Luke 7, verse 11 to 17. Soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from his town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bier where they were carrying him on, and the man and the bearer stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back his gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. This is the gospel of the Lord. Okay, put your hand up if you've seen the film The Jungle Book. Adults as well, have you seen the film The Jungle Book? Okay, I'm talking about the original cartoon version from 1967. Put your hands up if you've seen that film. I saw that at the cinema. I think my dad took me to see that, uh, not when it first came out, I hasten to add. Um, but there's a clip in this film where Baloo the bear dies, but all is not as it seems. So we're going to watch this clip and we're going to see what happens, and then we'll, we'll take things from there. So let's just watch this little clip. It's about a minute. Now, now, I know how you feel. But you must remember, Mowgli, greater love hath no one than he who lays down his life for his friend. When great deeds are remembered in this jungle, one name will stand above all others. Our friend, Baloo the Bear. He's cracking me up. The memory of Baloo's sacrifice and bravery will forever be engraved on our saddened hearts. Beautiful. This spot where Baloo fell will always be a hallowed place in the jungle. For there lies one of nature's noblest creatures. I wish my mother could have heard this. It's best we leave now. Come along, man, come. Hey, don't stop now, Baggy. You're doing great. There's more, lots more. Why, you big fraud, you... You, you, you poor flasher! I, I, I'm fed up! Blue! You're all right! <laughs> so it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it, there, to see that uh, Bargira, the panther, he quoted the Bible, he quoted Jesus. He said, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life uh, for his friends. And uh, I, don't, I don't know whether you'd see... Uh, Jesus being quoted in Disney movies uh, today. Um, so was Baloo really dead? No, he wasn't. But Mowgli thought that he was dead. And of course, understandably, Mowgli was really, really upset. Today, we're going to hear about a situation where a young man really does die, but Jesus brings him back to life. And so although the story has a very sad start, it's got a really happy ending. 
And it's important to say that, I think, right from the beginning. So we've been working our way through Luke's gospel, and we've seen that Jesus healed all kinds of people. So on one occasion, Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a really high fever, and Jesus just told the fever to leave her, and it did. She felt as, as, as good as anything straight away. She got up and she carried on with her day. And uh, we've heard how Jesus healed a leper. That's a person uh, with a really bad skin condition. You all remember that story where the four friends, they lowered their friend through the roof of a house in front of Jesus. And this man was paralyzed. Jesus told him to get up and take up his mat and walk home. And that's what he did. Um, there was a the man with a shriveled hand who Jesus told him to reach it out. And Jesus reached it out and it became whole again, just as it should have been. And uh, last week we heard about the Roman centurion, the Roman soldier, and who Jesus healed his servant without even seeing him. And you know, these are just the headlines. Jesus healed loads of people, and Luke just tells us about some of them. Uh, we go back to chapter 4, it says, At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one of them, he healed them. Put your hand up if you've ever been to the doctor. Oh, yeah. Only this, this half of the room have all been to the doctor. This half have never been to the doctor. That's it. <laughs> okay, we've got that dynamic going again. Okay, imagine if you went to the doctor's and uh, you had a really bad bug, you had a terrible headache and your nose was blocked and your throat was sore, and the doctor just laid a hand on your shoulder and said, be well. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, imagine if there was a doctor in Springfield who could do that, who could uh, heal absolutely anybody just by saying, be healed. What do you think would happen if there was a doctor who could do that? Go on, go on Patrick, what do you reckon? COVID wouldn't exist. COVID wouldn't exist. COVID wouldn't exist. Okay, good one. And he'd get a big paycheck. Yeah, he might be pretty well paid. Any other, what else might happen? If there was a doctor who could heal anything, do you think he'd be busy? Yes, he would never get any sleep and he would have to do it to himself. He would never get any sleep and he'd have to heal himself. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, no, and there'd be, a, there'd be a queue of people a mile long, wouldn't there, coming out of his surgery. Uh, there'd probably be film crews and people taking photographs, and he might even become world famous. Of course, no doctor could do that. But imagine the excitement surrounding Jesus, who really could heal anyone just by speaking, just by saying, be healed. So Jesus was heading into a town called Nain with his disciples and a very excited crowd. And as they approached the city gate, there was another big crowd coming out of the city because there was a funeral. Um, this young man had died and they were carrying his body out of the city to be buried, uh, probably in a cave. You see, there was a lady in the town whose husband had died. We don't know when, but uh, sometime before. And then her only child, her son, had died. So it was a very sad occasion for this lady, this widow. And Jesus, we know, walked the earth 2,000 years ago in a very different 
part of the world. So funerals would have looked very different to the ones that we might see here in Australia. Funerals were very public events. Anyone could go to a funeral. Lots of people did. And very often the whole town would turn out for a funeral. And this is this bit's very strange for us, but there were actually people whose job it was and may have even been paid to wail and cry and make a lot of noise, even though they might not have been upset themselves. And this uh, was so that the family who were upset could grieve without drawing a lot of extra attention to themselves because there's all this other uh, noise and crying going on around them. It's a way of giving them uh, privacy. So um, Jesus walks right into this funeral and he sees this poor woman, the woman whose son has died, and he's overcome with an emotion. And it's one of these emotions that you'll see here on the screen. Which of these emotions do you think Jesus felt the most when he encountered this woman whose son had died? What do you think? What do you think, Anna? Sad. He may well have felt sad, but I think there's an emotion he felt even more than that. What do you think, Jess? Um, fear. Fear. Oh, surprise. Fear, surprise. Okay. Well, maybe I think there's something even more than that. Okay. Compassion. Absolutely right. He felt compassion. Uh, in the Gospels, they're the books that talk about Jesus' life, his death, and his resurrection. Jesus has all of these emotions at different times, but he is said to have compassion more than all of those other emotions put together. Compassion is when uh, someone is suffering and we really feel it for them and we wish their suffering would stop. So how do you feel when I show you these, these images? So when you see this, how does that make you feel? What do you think? Any ideas? How do you feel, Ruth? You feel sad to see that? I'm sure this little dog is going to be okay. It's getting good care. But if you feel sad, you kind of feel, oh dear, what's happened to this dog? I hope he's going to be okay. This, I think they've done this just for the photo. So I think that dog actually is okay. Yeah, because dogs don't normally get plasters put on their heads like that, do they? So I think it's just for the photo. But if we saw a dog like that, we'd say, oh, what's happened? We, we want that dog to be well again. What about this next one? If we see a little baby with this face, how does that make us feel? <laughs> what, bit, might get mixed reviews here. But, uh, Tino, what do you reckon? See? I feel a little bit angry because sometimes when babies cry a lot, they get angry. Okay, so it could make it sort of feel frustrated and like, ah, why is this baby crying? Kind of feeling, yeah, what, what else? We have adorable as a baby and adorable and sad. Adorable and a bit sad. Yeah, I mean, very often, you know, you see a baby with that face, it's like, what's wrong? What can we do? How can we stop you from crying? Isn't it? Okay, what about this next one? Okay, how does that, how does that make us feel when we see that? Pardon? We have lonely. Yeah, okay. So they might feel lonely. You want it so you'd feel like you want to help them? That's brilliant. Yeah, you would see someone like this, we might think, what's happened? 
What has happened in that person's life that has brought them to this point where they uh, don't have home, they don't have a, a, a food? Um, we might want to help them. I hope we would. Um, but, you know, sometimes, particularly as adults, we don't necessarily see the pain and the suffering of other people. It's kind of like we see it, but we don't see it. Uh, maybe we're too busy to stop and take notice. But Jesus always saw people who were suffering and needing help. He always saw them, and he always had compassion on them. So Jesus is face to face with this woman who is upset, and he says to her, he says, don't cry. And he doesn't mean that she shouldn't be upset, because Jesus himself cried when his friend Lazarus died, and then he raised Lazarus from the dead. So he doesn't mean don't be upset, but he's saying don't cry because it's going to be okay. This situation is not as you think it is. And then he did something really shocking. Okay, He did something totally shocking. He put his hand on the beer. The beer is the thing that the body was carried on. And he stopped the whole funeral. And the procession stopped. And everyone looked at Jesus. And Luke doesn't tell us this, but I imagine that it went completely quiet. I think it's hard for us to understand just how shocking this would have been. And I thought about asking you guys to give examples of something that might be equally shocking. And then I thought, no, that's not a good idea because they might really shock us. So, <laughs> so um, I'll give you an example. Imagine if the, in the middle of a service, one of you climbed up onto the communion table with a loud hailer and started shouting through it. That would be pretty shocking, wouldn't it? By the way, we don't need an example of that. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. But that would be pretty shocking, wouldn't it? But nowhere near as shocking. Nowhere near as shocking as stopping a funeral procession. So there's this big crowd. They're watching Jesus. Uh, many of them, if not most of them, would have known that Jesus had healed lots of people. But would they have dared to believe that Jesus would raise this man from the dead. I don't think they would have done. But that's what Jesus did. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the young man, he sat up and he started talking and Jesus gave him back to his mum. Now, last week we heard about the Roman centurion's faith, that Roman, uh, that Roman soldier, and he had uh, so much faith that Jesus healed his servant without even seeing his servant. But the woman in this passage, she doesn't really uh, show any faith, does she? She's, she's, she's mourning her, her son. Uh, she's at the, you know, his funeral procession. That's all we know about her. We don't hear that she had uh, any particular faith. But Jesus healed her son because he had compassion on her. But this isn't just a story about Jesus' love and compassion, because later on, in Luke's gospel, we hear about another widow whose son dies and then came back to life. Who was that? Who else in, in the Bible, in Luke's gospel, a mother who's a widow and her son dies and her son comes back to life? Who could I be thinking of? What do you think? Who dies and comes back to life? Oh. Jesus came back to life. Jesus came back to life. Exactly. So who was Jesus' mum? Mary. Mary. So later on in Luke's gospel, 
by that time, we, we um, after the age of Jesus being about 12, we don't hear anything about Joseph. So we assume that Mary was a widow and her son Jesus was crucified. And after three days, he rose to life again. So when Jesus told this dead man to get up, he showed everyone a little glimpse of what was going to happen in his own life. Now, the man that Jesus brought back to life, he would have died again, probably of old age. But when Jesus rose from the dead, he came back forever. Jesus will never die. Jesus has defeated death, and he's done that for you and for me. And if we put our trust in Jesus, we may uh, grow old and die, but we'll be raised again, just as Jesus was. And when we are raised... We will be with Jesus forever. That is the promise at the very center of the gospel, the good news. So when Jesus told a dead man to get up, he was showing what was going to happen to him. And we're going to hear all about Jesus' death and resurrection soon at Easter. But Jesus was also showing what will happen to anyone who puts their faith in him. Anyone who puts their trust in Jesus. For the dead man and his mother, Jesus completely changed the end of the story. Seemed like a very sad ending, but then that sadness was turned to joy and celebration. And Jesus will do the same for everyone who puts their hope and their trust in him. Death is not the end, because in Jesus there is eternal life. This is very very good news. So the story today, it started sad, but it ended with a really happy ending. And that is how God wants it to, uh, to be for each one of us. That's why we put our trust in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have sent Jesus, that he's died for us, that he's risen to new life, and that through him, we too can be raised to new life with you a new life that starts now and will continue forever. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing news. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for Jesus. Amen.